Welcome, everyone, to Over and Back, brought to you by The Unintentional. As always, Twitter handle, Twitter, uh, follow us on Twitter, at Spread and Bread. Trying to do more posting there, as uh, we're in the middle of a wonderful, wonderful NBA season. Uh, we talked a couple weeks ago, right? You and I talked a couple weeks ago, you being the listeners. So what's happened since then, right? Main, main thing was last weekend, All-Star Weekend, right? We, we, I, last time we talked, I'd said, I'll come back after All-Star Weekend and we'll... Uh, We'll piece that together. So let's start. Let's start with the weekend, right? Did anyone watch the celebrity game? I did not. I, I saw bits and pieces of it. Common MVP, because why? Because Common's from Chicago. All Star Game was in Chicago, so blah blah blah. It's bad basketball. If you want to watch awful basketball, watch a celebrity uh, All Star Game. And it's not even like it's not even like great celebrity. Half the celebrities like I have no idea who this guy is. Uh, Rising Stars game. We were uh, disappointing. Disappointing. I had made a prediction last pod. Uh, what Tyler Hero was going to do in the Rising Stars game. And I'm not, I am not even lying to you. I was very, very disappointed when I heard that he was not going to be in the Rising Stars game. He's got a foot injury. He's in a walking boot. Not sure when he's, when he's going to be back, hopefully soon. I, and I honestly, I mean that. I, I fully 100% mean that. This podcast, uh, part of the reason this podcast was started was because of Tyler Hero. Tyler, I thank you. One day we're going to get Tyler Hero on this podcast. That is my, <laughs> that's my goal. It's not my guarantee. It is my goal to get Tyler Hero on this path. Then we'll know. Then then we will know that over and back has made it. Tyler Hero on the podcast. You're invited. You know that I've invited you a million times. Open invitation to Tyler Hero. Rising Stars game. Uh, that was awful as well. That was. It was. I watched it mainly. I wanted to watch Zion. Right. I thought it was going to be this John Morant versus Zion thing. You know who was going to one up each other. I know they're on the same team, but like. Uh, and they then they played well. Uh, it was it and that that game is just for that's for the kids, right? You're watching alley oops, no defense. I mean, and there literally is no defense. I was surprised how much Trey played. I was surprised how much Luca played. I was surprised how much Zion played. Actually, I thought uh, just Zion coming back, you know, off of the injury that they would probably tell him, "Hey, don't overdo it in this game. It's not worth anything." But he played a lot, and it was I mean, whatever. It's just a, it's a game with no defense. It's an All Star game, typical All Star game, right? So we get to Saturday. Now where things are heating up, right? We got the. Uh, the uh, skills challenge, skills to Bam Bam at a bio from Miami takes that. He destroyed everyone. It's that's funny to me how these big guys win these this con the contest is it's such it's like up and down the court twice you make a pass and you hit a three. It's whatever. So he wins that. Three point shootout. Uh Buddy Healed. Buddy Healed wins the three point shootout in dramatic fashion. So that was that. And then we get into the dunk contest. I was uh was out. Tanya and I were out for a little Valentine's uh valentine's festivities saturday night instead of friday we went on saturday night so we actually i caught the dunk contest right as the finals was starting so i saw that it was um uh, gordon and jones jr so i watched from there on a couple you know a couple things like i said I've told you, i take notes during this stuff you know i understand that kenny smith his job is to hype up everyone and well hype up the listening i guess the people that are listening and watching on tv whatever he's it's calm it's we need to calm down I mean, you, this goes back to Vince Carter. It's just every dunk, it's over. Everyone go home, it's over. It's over. It's not, of course, it's not over. So as we know, uh, Jones Jr. ends up winning in like a dunk off, right? They they both get fifties, and then they get another fifty, or no? Then Jones, um, they both get fifties, and they each get another fifty, and then Jones Jr. gets a forty-eight, and then Gordon gets completely robbed and gets a forty-seven. Okay, so. I, as I'm watching, then I, the next morning I actually rewatched the dunk contest because I missed the first true ones. I wanted to see Conant and Dunk and all that stuff. So the very first dunk that Dwight Howard does, 
he kind of goes, you know, his hoops to his back. He spreads, you know, hands, arms out as wide as he can. And then he kind of spins and, and, and dunks it kind of almost like a, you know, 180, 360 type dunk. And Scotty Pippen gives him a nine. And then when uh, Aaron Gordon dunks over Taco Fall, Scotty Pippen gives him a nine. If you think that Dwight Howard's dunk is equal to jumping over Taco Fall, you're an idiot. The biggest problem with the everyone to, everyone talks about how they how to fix the dunk contest, and I'm going to get into this Jones Jr. versus Gordon stuff in a little bit here. But if everyone asks, how do you fix a dunk contest? How can you do we even fix it? Do we care? How do we fix it? Get judges that have like no skin in the game, nothing to prove, no favorites, you know, no connections to anyone. Dwayne Wade, that's how you fix it to start. Like the judging is just god awful, and. I've never liked the one through 10. It's just, there's not enough range, right? To go from a 48 to a 49 to a 50 is there's just, there's not enough room, right? I know someone had suggested, I think it was Bill Simmons said, um, have the five judges get a score of 20 so that you go to, you know, have the score be a hundred. You know, I mean, I guess you could do 0.5s, right? I've heard that go, you know, go nine, 9.5, whatever. But the judges are the main problem in this, right? I mean, cause that's, they determine the outcome. So if you think Jones Jr. won this dunk contest, you're wrong. And part of the reason that Gordon should have won is because he got robbed years ago against Levine. Aaron Gordon is the best, is the best dunk contest dunker ever. And I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant to say it's not even close. And I did. And someone said, well, what about Vince Carter? Okay. Vince Carter close. Aaron Gordon has by far the most unique, most creative dunks that have ever been done in the dunk contest ever. His dunks a few years ago with the Orlando Magic mascot were so off the charts creative and so just incredible like you've never seen someone dunk underneath both their legs like that like under the butt that was just something brand new right and i'm not saying that his dunks on saturday night were they weren't as creative as that right it's tough we're getting to this mode where it's just like what the hell do you do and i made a point on the twitter on twitter on saturday night i think it was when i was watching it, it was that the between the legs dunk is now like the new windmill like i'm sorry but for dunkers between the legs is not a big dunk it's not that hard to do can i do it no could I do it on a seven or eight foot hoop, Phil? Yes, I think I actually could. At 42 years old, I believe I could do an in-between-the-legs dunk uh, on a smaller hoop, okay? Where I don't have to jump that high. But guys can do in-between-the-legs dunks, no problem. And that's all basic. Derek Jones Jr., all he does is do, he just does in-between-the-legs dunks all the time. That's what he does. So he just develops variations of it. So while I don't think Aaron Gordon's dunks were as good as they were years ago, I still think he, he deserved to win the contest Saturday night. I think he got robbed. Clearly got robbed by Dwayne Wade. So there's a conspiracy theory that they that apparently all the judges said, hey, just scored a 40, a 48 again. So they were all on board with, all right, we're just gonna make it a 48, make it a 48, and we go, we'll go to the next dunk, whatever. And then Dwayne Wade apparently gives Gordon a nine instead of a 10, and Gordon loses to to a Derek Jones Jr., who is a Miami Heat player who obviously knows Dwayne Wade. So why we even have anyone that's even affiliated with any of these four teams of these four dunkers as, as judges is beyond me. Like just don't, don't, don't create the problem before it even is a problem, right? Just take Dwayne Wade out of there. I, I don't care. Like why, even, why have that? You know, it's it, in my opinion, it didn't ruin the dunk contest, but it's, it's like, I'm, it's stupid to watch. Like why, why, why do we have to have that? Now everyone's like, well, Dwayne Wade screwed Gordon. He did. Aaron Gordon should have two dunk trophies right now. He didn't screw him, you know, years ago. I don't even know who would have screwed him years ago, but he got screwed years ago for sure. But it just puts a, like, a just, you look at the dunk contest and it's like, well, that was, that was stupid. Like the best dunker didn't even win, you know? And then of course, Derek Jones Jr. comes out. He's like, I'm the best dunker in the world. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sorry, but no, you're not. You can, he can jump out of the gym. It's crazy how high he can, he, how high he can jump. It's, it is amazing. 
Um, and then people talking about how we should make it a tie. Make We should be a tie. Everyone stop making a tie. Give them both the trophy. No, you know what the tiebreaker should be? Who had the highest scores throughout the entire night? Who had the best dunks the entire night? Aaron Gordon. He had 50s. Every He had a 50 every dunk until the last round. Now, I'm not saying he deserved a 50 on every dunk. That's I mean, to have like, you know, nine or 10 dunks in this dunk contest on Saturday night to be 50s is is ridiculous, right? And that's why we talk about the scoring, you know, eight, nine, tens, five judges is tough. Like you just get so many fifties and there's definitely those judges are not, those dunks are not all fifties, right? So that's why I think scoring needs to be a little bit, but he, that's the tiebreaker. If you want a tiebreaker, just go back and go, all right, who had the highest score in the first round? Aaron Gordon. There you go. There, that's how your tiebreakers. You're not giving two trophies out. Like, come on. Like, that's just dumb. And I get it's tough for these guys because they all, they kind of have like four dunks lined up, right? And then all of a sudden you go to a fifth and a sixth dunk. It's like, what do you do? And that's why you find, that's why you, you got Jones Jr. doing these in-between-the-legs dunks all the time. Like, he just does a variation of it. So it was, you know, it was underwhelming to say the least as the night kind of went on and as these, as the judging kind of ha- how it happened and people asking for a tiebreaker and Kenny Smith yapping in my freaking ear all the time about it's over, everyone go home, it's over. Uh, and like, and, and you knew it was bad right away because I think Dwayne Wade gave um, Dwight Howard a 10, I think, on a second dunk. And Wade even says on the broadcast, I got peer pressure into that score. Then you can't be a, then you can't be a judge. If you're not even, you can't even make an own, a score on your own, then that, I don't, I don't, why are you a judge? I don't need you as a judge. I don't. So that's my take on the dunk contest. If you have a different, you know, if you, if you view differently, uh, and I know some people did, you know, people responded to me in the, on Twitter after I said the, the windmill dunk is, you know, is now like the between the legs. That just goes, anyone, Dominique Wilkins is the most overrated dunker in the history of, of NBA players and dunk contests. Jordan, everyone talks about, oh, Dominique got screwed in Chicago. Jordan never should have won. No, he didn't get screwed. Dominique Wilkins did windmill after windmill after windmill. It's not a difficult dunk. It's not at all. I'm sorry. It's not. Back then, was it cool? Sure. If you did it once, maybe twice. But when you do it four, five, six, seven times, Dominique, it's not that cool. Most overrated dunker ever. I cannot stand people who talk about how good of a dunker Dominique is. In-game, incredible. Dunk contest, no thank you. Windmill after windmill. He didn't, he didn't get screwed that year against, you know, against Jordan. Let it go, people. All right? Moving on to the NBA All-Star Game. I was excited for this. And I was wrong on this first two. So everyone, I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you probably watched the All-Star Contest, right? Or the All-Star Game. You had three, the first three quarters were all kind of like their separate games. And then the fourth quarter, they introduced the Elam ending, which the basketball tournament, and if you do not know what the basketball tournament is, go to the tournament.com. Yeah, I think it's just the tournament.com. Uh, we, I actually played in it years ago. Uh, I actually hold the record for best three-point percentage in TVT history. I'm one for one. I, and that is the truth. Uh, I'm sure there's plenty of other people that are 100%, but I'm one of them. So, but they do the Elam ending, right? And then TBT, they do it where when it's the first dead ball uh, at four minutes or under, then you hit a target score, right? So that's if it's, you know, 80 to 78, and all of a sudden someone gets called for a travel with 359 left in the game, clock stops, they put eight points on top, target score is 88, first one to 88 wins. So TBT has been doing this for the last two and a half years. It's awesome. It's great. So I was excited about this. You know, NBA adopted it a little bit differently. They just said fourth quarter, it's just we're going to attack on 24 for, to, you know, for Kobe, uh, 24 on top of whatever the score is at the end of the third period. That's what the target score is, right? I was wrong in this sense. 
because I was thinking it's so much of like just all star game. I'm like, 24 points is going to go so quick. Like in the first, I was just, I was tracking the first quarter and the first team, I think it was, it was LeBron's team. They scored 24 points in about six minutes. I'm like, well, God, this fourth quarter is going to be so quick. I forgot, uh, just because you've seen it over the years, no one played defense and everyone just not really try too hard, you know, just trying offense to get dunks. Um, I was, I just assumed so much that that's how it was going to be. And I forgot how competitive these guys are. And we got a completely opposite um, race to 24, or race to 157, I guess, from that target score um, when the fourth quarter started. It took way longer than six minutes. It was a long, long, long ass fourth quarter. And it was as entertaining as you could have asked for and imagined. Uh, I think Giannis's team had a, was like an eight point lead or something like that going into the fourth quarter. And uh, LeBron just kind of slowly chipped away, chipped away, and then they and then they got you know to the end of it. Uh, let me rewind. I shouldn't say that was the most. It was as entertaining as you could have asked for, because uh, I do not enjoy watching Kyle Lowry. He I, he just he flops around all the time. And it's, this this is if you watched it, you know if you don't want and if you don't watch NBA regular season basketball, but you watch the All Star game and you watch Kyle Kyle Lowry try to take a charge from LeBron and not get it, then try to take another one um, from Harden. And get it. And then all of a sudden, the other end, he gets charged for a, a charging call. And then, oh, actually, he got one from LeBron, I think, too, actually. So he had two charges. And then he follows Davis. Like, Lowry is on the ground all the time, complaining about calls, flopping everywhere. It's it's so annoying to watch. I, I hate it. So you got to see that in the All-Star game. That was not great. Kemba Walker sucked balls in the fourth quarter. He was so bad. Uh, it was just interesting. You know, it shows how bad of a job, I think. I shouldn't say how bad. These guys are the best you know, players in the world. But, like... They're the closing five of of Giannis, Embiid, Lowry, Walker, and Siakam against LeBron, Davis, Harden, Paul, and Kawhi Leonard. Like those, that's just so not even right. It it's it's crazy. I was hoping Luca would have played, you know, instead of Chris Paul. But again, like if these teams were evenly matched, you wouldn't have had Lowry or Walker on the on the floor, right? You would have had you probably would have had Luca uh, on the floor. Uh, I, I just, I think it was, and those guys just ran, it was just those five on five uh, forever. So it was really entertaining, obviously. It was a really good game, a uh, really good fourth quarter, I should say, aside from watching, you know, Walker suck and, and Lowry just flop around like he normally does. And, you know, everyone, and, and the thing that you hear now after it is, well, well, that was kind of dumb. The game ended on a free throw. That's a, that wasn't really entertaining. And I, and that was kind of my first time. I'm like, God, I wish they could change that somehow. Um, Zach Lowe had Nick Elam who came up with this Elam ending thing. He had him on his podcast. Uh, it was either Monday or Tuesday and they talked about it and he said, you know, it's funny because if, if you, if you're complaining that the game ended on free throws, he's like, what do you think happens without the, even when there's a time, like it's just free throws after free throws after free throws. So if you're going to say you don't like the Elam ending because of that, well, then you're just going back to the, how the basketball is now where people are hacking and putting guys in the free throw line. Do you want the game to end on a free throw, ideally? No, you don't, right? You'd rather have it on a buzzer beater, right? Like, you can't tell me if you guys were watching that game when LeBron pulled up from about 40 feet. You're like, oh my God, this is it, like to win. The that's, that's awesome. And if you haven't watched uh, TBT, the basketball tournament, it'll be around the summer. Watch it, because it's really, really exciting. And I know like the Marquette team, Diener hit a, a huge three, a deep three to win a game, you know, in like the final four or final eight, whatever it was. Uh, so it is exciting. It is a really, really, really good way to end basketball games. And it's always, you know, unless you get blowouts, whatever, it's, it's just always entertaining. The whole point of it is it, you're, you're, the game always ends on a, on, a, on a made basket, right? You're not 
watching all these fouls go by and the clock running out and all that stuff. Something that'll probably never change basketball, you know, never, never change fully, but you'll probably see it adopted maybe in the G League, you know, Summer League, stuff like that, which they should. It's, it is very, very, very entertaining. Uh, and I think it was, I don't know if it was Rosillo who brought this up, but someone said, you know, if you think about it, if they would have started basketball years and years ago and they just said, and they had it this way, right? If someone said, well, let's always end the game with a target score. There's always just a score that you get to. And then all of a sudden now someone said, hmm, maybe we should time the games instead. People would be like, well, that's the dumbest idea. Why would we want to time games? This is the best way. This is the way we've been doing it all the time. You know, we, why would we want to change it? So it's just kind of like what came first, right? So I, I think there's a place for it. You know, people would want to change it, you know, historically just because of records and, and all that stuff. But it's, it's not, I think I actually, I actually just got like a notification from ESPN about saying how it's not going to go away. It's, they're going to use it again in the All-Star game. Maybe they make some tweaks to it. Maybe they change the target score. You know, who knows? But it was very, it was very, very entertaining, even if, the, if it ended on a free throw. Because, hey, when he, made, when he missed that first free throw and Davis missed that first free throw, it, it got like, holy shit. And somebody mentioned like, this is probably Anthony Davis's <laughs> like, most important free throw that he's ever shot in his career. You know, it tells you what he's been in, what important games he's been in. But that's probably the most important free throw that Anthony Davis and most pressure he's ever had to make a free throw in his career. So it was great. I can't imagine. I, I have not heard anyone other than the whole free throw thing. I haven't heard a peep about how that was not entertaining or the most entertaining all-star game in, in recent memory. I think everyone said, well, maybe it was when Magic came back, you know, after the HIV stuff. I remember that when I was, you know, I was a kid. I remember that. That was entertaining. But just to see, see these guys go as hard as they went uh, was absolutely incredible. And, and, it, and it'll it'll change, obviously, going forward now, these all-star games and and these guys ramping it up uh, competitively. So it'll be fun going forward. I love I loved it. I thought it was great. So season picks back up uh, tomorrow night. We got about 25 games left for most, roughly 25 games uh, before the playoffs start. Uh, I think the most, you know, the, the biggest thing to watch is, you know, a couple of big things. You know, you got who's going to get that eight seed in the West. You've got the Pelicans are five and a half back, but they've got the easiest schedule in the league uh, for the end of the year. Grizzlies are in the A spot. They've got the toughest schedule. I, I don't think anyone would, would deny that they would, you know, love to see a LeBron versus Zion. Uh, first round of the playoffs. I mean, that would be, I think I mentioned it last time, ratings off the chart. Can the Bucks get to 70 wins? You know, that's that's in play. So we'll see how these these last games go. Uh, a couple notes I just had, you know, we, we had the um we had the trade deadline um since since we talked last. And and it's funny, so and I talked about last last week about how uh, all these like Barkley in, in particular, all these former players, like they just don't they don't research, and because they played, they think they know everything, right? So you you listen to the, the main trade that went through was uh, Morris going to the Clippers, right? And you listen to the media, and I heard Rasillo and Simmons and stuff like that. And they're like I don't like what, I don't know what wh- I don't think this helps the Clippers. Like Morris is a ball stopper; he's gonna get, he's gonna chuck threes. Like he's been shooting well from three, but is that gonna cont- you know keep up? So they weren't really on you know they weren't really high on the trade. And then you listen to the guys on on TNT and Kenny Smith and Barkley, completely opposite view. Kenny Smith's like, "That's oh, great trade. It's an amazing trade for the Clippers. It's going to help them so much. Absolutely amazing." And then Barkley pulls exactly what I've been talking about. With and I just cannot stand. I get it. Barkley's entertaining because he says what's on his mind and all that crap. Blah blah blah. So Barkley talks about why it's a good it's a good trade because he's like he's like Harold's too little, man. Harold's too little. Morris helps that. And I'm sitting there listening to him and I'm like. How big is Harold compared to Morris? What's their size? So I look it up, right? Morris, 6'8", 218. Montrez Harrell, 6'7", 240. Like, they're essentially the same size. Morris has got an inch on him, but he's also down 20-some pounds. Like, 
Do you do you even know? Do you even honestly know how big these guys are, Barkley? It drives me nuts. And, and Barkley even that night even said, he's like, these people who never played basketball, he's ripping on the media. These people who never played basketball. And one, it's so he's ripping, he's ripping on the media for never playing basketball, yet he's in the media. And he never did anything to get the media except by playing basketball. Like, do you not understand the the irony in that? Like, it's I cannot stand Barkley for that reason. You know, it just it goes hand in hand too with all these people when they talk about coaches, right? It's like, well, you never played basketball, you can't be that good of a coach. You do not need to play basketball to be a good basketball coach. You don't. Uh, you don't. Look at all these great basketball players that tried to coach and sucked at it. Magic Johnson, Isaiah Thomas. Like the list goes on and on. So you don't need to be this amazing basketball player to to be this to be a, a great basketball coach, right? It's not that, that's not you need to know the game, right? Being a good coach comes to knowing the game, right? And some coaches know X's and O's better than others. A lot of coaching is just getting your, your players to play for you, motivating them, you know, having them respect you, all that. So it just it, this, the Barkley stuff continues, and him ripping on the media just because they didn't play the game. They act, he acts like no one knows anything. And it just, it drives me absolutely nuts. But in any case, like I said, 25 games left. I am excited. We got some more Zion coming as always. Just watch him, right? Everyone's got this time now. Wow. He's going to get, he's probably, his minutes stuff is going to be very lifted very soon here. He's, he's already playing in the low thirties. He's going to get playing more 35 to 40 minutes at some point here soon. Cause they're going to make this playoff push. Um, so watch him if you get a chance as much as he'll be on national TV as much as you can. Uh, watch him, which brings me to my next my next point. Uh, someone had texted me over the weekend. Do you think Zion's going to be better than LeBron? And right, that's the questions we get. Right, like how how what's what's Zion's, you know what's ceiling? Well, how is what's his ceiling? How is this going to play out? Where is he going to be? You know, at the end of the, you know, Byron, he stays healthy. Where where is he going to be in all this? And I thought about something. You know, I thought about this, and I, I said something. I think it was probably about. 10 years ago and we were at Tanner's and we were talking about LeBron and, you know, Jordan and all this. Stuff. And this was before the LeBron Jordan talk was even a discussion. Right. And I said to this group of guys, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I just, I said, I go, guys, when LeBron's career is over and done with this LeBron Jordan thing is going to be an argument. It's going to be a debate. And everyone's like, you are an idiot. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You know, blah, blah, blah. Now, if you didn't hear what I just said, I said, when LeBron's career is over, that the Jordan-LeBron thing will be a debate. It's been a debate for the last five years or so. And, I, and I, again, I said this like 10 years ago. So it's just, it is incredible to me that that picked up, you know, so fast. I was wrong. I underestimated, like, how quickly it became um, a debate, you know? And so I said that, and it's like, and now I feel like, you know... In the same comment I said LeBron and Jordan's going to be a debate, I'll tell you this right now. This Giannis thing, and Giannis being the best player of all time, is going to be a debate. Like, and I'm, and I'm starting to think it's going to come sooner than later. You, you just you watch this game and you watch these players, and I know everyone knows the thing, same thing with Giannis, right? If he gets a jump shot, it's over, right? And LeBron, for the longest time, didn't have the greatest jump shot. Now, LeBron, LeBron's jump shot was further along than where Giannis is right now, right? But the, Giannis is so young. But Giannis is doing things now at this age that LeBron didn't do, you know, but if you project that out, there's no reason to think that this, that Giannis will not be in the same debate as Jordan 
and LeBron, right? And and then you know I brought it up because of of Zion. Is there is there a, you know, I'm not I'm not saying that right now because Zion is a ten game sample, you know. But that is that is are we going to have an argument of of Zion, Giannis, LeBron, Jordan? You know what I mean? But it's this Giannis being the best player of all time is going to be a debate. I, I the argument I hate the most is this ring shit. Okay, this is not about rings as much as everyone wants to make it be about rings. It is about being the best basketball player. Who is the best basketball player, right? I have, I've said this multiple times, right? You get in, take it to a lower level, right? Take it to, um, you know, take it to college, take it to, you know, to, to, uh, you know, shit, take it as low as church leagues and rec leagues and stuff like that. When you talk with your buddies about who the best players are, stuff like that, right? You can, you could even ask like, all right, you can ask a guy who played D1 college basketball, who's the best college basketball player you ever played against, right? Like they don't automatically think to themselves, hmm, Who's the guy that I played with that had the most uh, championships? Who did the best? Like, that's not what the thought is. It's who's the best basketball player? Who's the best basketball player you ever played against? Who, who, who's the best? So I hate that ring debate. I hate, you know, I've, I'm a LeBron guy. I, I believe that LeBron is better than Jordan because I'm not sold on this. Well, Jordan's got six rings. He's the best. Doesn't matter. It's the way it is. Because again, then, you know, you can get right in the circles about Russell and, and all that crap. If you just look at the bas- basketball player, who's the best basketball player? I believe LeBron James is a better basketball player than Michael Jordan. This is what this is the world we live in, right? Everyone's getting bigger, stronger, and faster. And I'm not sitting here saying Jordan could never play in the NBA these days. You know what I mean? There's a lot of guys that Jordan played against that could not play in the NBA, that this NBA now. Because they're just not they're just not quick enough, big enough, strong enough, fast enough. And I get it's a lot of small ball stuff, but it's just it's the way it is. The the athletes are different. It it takes a rare player in this league to survive in this league and it, 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 all it is is to survive in this league if you're not a high athletic guy it, you got to be a jj reddick or kyle corver you got to be a, an amazing shooter but i don't like the rings argument i just like to look at watching a guy play basketball if you watch enough basketball and you watch players who's a better basketball player right uh it's why i think lebron's better than jordan i think it's why i think Giannis is going to get in this arg- in this conversation this debate whatever uh, sooner than later it's why i'm not going to sit here i'm not saying zion's going to i'm, I'm not going to be surprised if zion gets into that into that, uh, into that debate. But it's just something I thought about. I just remember 10 years ago when I brought it up to a bunch of guys at Tanner's, they all laughed at me and said it was a joke and there's no way it's ever going to happen. And, and again, I was wrong. I never thought it was going to, I thought it was going to be when LeBron's career was over and it, it happened way, 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 way quicker than I ever thought. Should we get some college basketball? That's the NBA stuff. Should we get into college basketball? Let's get into some college basketball. The Badgers! Great guard, silent assassin. I love the Badger fans that tweet after they win a game, and then when they don't, you, you don't hear a thing, right? It's all these, all these tweets about Pritzel, and then next game, 0 for 6, and it's crickets. So I just, I think Badger, and I, I'm sure all fan bases are like that. I just get it because of the Badgers, because they're, you know, in Wisconsin. But it's like, everyone just shoves it down your throat when they win, and it's like, Greg Gard's the greatest coach. He's had to deal with so much adversity, and he's the most successful, and He's awesome. And then you have like two or three bad losses. And then it's like, there's just, it's crickets. You don't hear it. You don't, you don't hear anything. You know, I have, I have said that I just, I don't think guards a great coach. It's okay. It's okay that that happened, right? It's everyone can look at the job that they work in right now, right? Whether it's sports or, or anywhere, right? Any job that you have in any company and anywhere, any line of, any line of work, any field that you, that you work in, whatever, there, we know, we all know people that have jobs, and we're like, "How the hell did that guy get that job? How the hell is that person in that position? Oh my god, really? They that's 
they do that. They get paid that much. They're doing that position. I'm, I've no, wow, right? It's sports is no different. There are plenty of head coaches that have jobs that you look at like, how the hell did that happen? NBA, college, high school. It happens. There's a lot of people that have head coaching jobs that are not good coaches and they just happen to have the job because maybe there wasn't another better or a good coach available and they just kind of got him by default. Like crap, we need a coach. Let's hire this guy, I guess. It happens. I'm not saying Greg Gard is the worst coach ever. I just don't think he's a great coach. I just don't. I don't. And I think, and part of his job, and I know I said, well, he's not, you know, he's they got other recruiters. No, part of his job is to recruit, obviously. He's just not great. You know, and look, I know they got a great class coming in next year. Let's see how it works out. Let's see what goes, you know, it goes on. And I'm not blaming him for Kobe King leaving, you know, whatever. That still, you know, you, you, we hear the stories, but, you know, there's there's two sides of that. And I'm not, I'm not blaming anyone in, on the Badgers. I'm not blaming Kobe King. It, it is what it is, whatever. But um, I just, again, there are plenty of coaches that have jobs. And there's plenty of people that we all know that have jobs that you're just like, how the hell did that person get that job? It's probably because they knew someone. They're a friend of a friend. Someone recommended them for whatever reason. That's the way the world works. All right. It's just the way it is. Again, NBA, college, high school for sure. Plenty of coaches that have jobs that are just not good basketball coaches. It's just, it's just the way it is. So, and sorry, I apologize for getting off track there. I just, it was in my notes. I wanted to make sure that I said that, but we're getting close to March, right? March Madness is around the corner right now. Bracketology's got Wisconsin as an eight seed. Uh, we'll see. A lot, lot of time left to, for some jockeying of, of seeds, if you will. Duke, uh, since we talked last, Duke, amazing Duke, North Carolina game. Absolutely incredible. And I told you last time <laughs> that I'm just not, this Duke stuff, I'm just like, eh, whatever, you know. This has been, a, I've just, no one on this team just, captivates me and i just don't want it's like i don't want to get in front of my tv and watch them and they're actually on in 28 minutes when i'll sit down and watch them probably tonight but that was the most that was the that was probably the best duke north carolina game i've ever seen it was the the, the over the regular the the ending in the game in the regular time period and then over time to have those two endings is absolutely absolutely incredible i was all for it evan and i were out watching it. i'm glad that uh, we went out for it. We were like the only two people at the bar we were at screaming. Just just a fantastic, fantastic game. If you ever, it's one of those games, if they put it back on ESPN, you know, replay of it, sit down, even if it's just the second half, whatever, just watch it. And if you didn't see it, Google it. You can find it. It'll. It's obviously all over. You can watch it. Absolutely, absolutely amazing game. I was very, very happy that that was the one game that I actually did come watch. And I even said like, Evan's like, uh, some like, What's your plan Saturday night? I'm like, what's what's Saturday night? And he's like, Duke game. And I'm like, oh, who do they play? And he's like, North Carolina. Like, oh, I yeah. Like normally that's like a night like I plan it out. And normally it was always on a Wednesday, uh, but it was on a Saturday this year. And I just I didn't even think too much about it. Uh, but I'm glad I'm glad that we went out for it because it was uh it was it was a great great game. And I and I've talked a lot of bad shit about Trey Jones. I just realized I haven't sworn much on this podcast. That's fine. It's okay. We don't have to swear all the time. I talked a lot of uh, shit about Trey Jones. I. Clearly amazing. Absolutely amazing game. Ending. Ending of the game. Just, just incredible. I don't think you ever see someone miss a free throw so perfectly like that. I just, it, was, it was unbelievable. A bracketology has Duke as a two seed. This, this, this tournament is so wide open. It is unbelievable. Now watch, I say this, and the top four seeds will go to the final four, and it'll be complete chalk. But I can't imagine it. Like This is just, it's, it is so amazing how, how open this is. I just was reading something I saw today or, today or yesterday about how the the wooden award for the best player in basketball is just is completely wide open as well. Like no idea who's going to win it. 
So, and everyone talks about, you know, this draft, this NBA draft, kind of, just a crappy draft. Like, it's just not, there's not some stud number one player for sure. You know, you have no, none of these, you know, none of these teams want these picks for this draft. They'd rather have, instead of getting like a top five pick this year, they'd rather have a top 10 or 15 pick next year because the draft next year is loaded. So anyways, but March Madness coming up. I can't wait. It's going to be, it's always fun. I don't care. No matter if you think a team's going to run through it or don't, it's, or not, or it's wide open like it is this year. It's March Madness. It's all that matters. It's great. It's just fun to take take off of work, go sit at a bar all day, and watch all the games, do some gambling, get on some squares, some ten liners. Fun, fun times. Not fun times for Tyrese Halliburton, as he is out for the year, and it'll be the last time that he plays a uh, college basketball game because he is going to the NBA draft, and he will be a top five, top ten pick. I think I saw where he's ESPN has him ranked eighth right now, I believe. And again, incredible work, Halliburton. I did not see that coming. Um, amazing. So he's out. So not much to say there. I haven't even checked Justice's games. I don't think anyone even cares. I'm sorry to you, Madison listeners. Uh, McCabe, uh, you know, this is the stuff I've talked about. I've talked about this on a podcast before with Huggins and him jerking McCabe around, right? It, it, I just, I don't understand what's going on there. So three games ago, they played Kansas. They get beat by nine. He plays like 26 minutes, scores 10 points, five rebounds. He had four turnovers. And he started against Baylor. They lose by 11. He starts, plays like eight minutes or something like that. And then uh, last night they play Oklahoma state and he play and he doesn't start and he plays four minutes. Like, I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know what happened. I, I can't even guess. It, it's just, it's so weird. So like if someone knows, please tell me, tweet at me. That's Ren bread. What the hell's going on with McCabe there? How the hell do you go from playing 26 minutes, scoring 10 points, five rebounds, and then playing essentially nothing the next two games. And his starting job is obviously official. Apparently it's gone. I would assume it's gone. Who knows? I mean, it's like, I, again, I never understood why he starts and then plays 12 minutes. Like, what, what's the point? Why, why, why even start him? Like, I don't get Huggins. I, I'm just, I don't know. Someone's got to fill me in because my mind is boggled. Boggled, I tell you, on that whole scenario. So that will cover our college. We got our NBA stuff. High school. Do we want to talk any high school? I have so much stuff to say. High school wise, you guys have no idea. Actually, probably most of you do know because I probably said it to you over the last 24 hours. Uh, if you want to know my high school uh, thoughts, uh, text me and I'll uh, buy me some beer and I'll go out and have some drinks with you and we'll talk uh, basketball. I know that's already, that invite's already on the table with one of our listeners. I <laughs> said they want to get together and talk high school hoops. I'd love to. I just, I said to him, I go, if my kids, <laughs> I shouldn't even say this. I'll put it this way. If I didn't have kids, I would have the most uh, listened to and successful high school sports podcast in, uh, in the area and probably the state. I, I will say that. If I had no skin in the game at all, I would have an absolutely wonderful high school podcast. But as we all know, I cannot do that. So if you want me to talk about it, you're going to have to get me... Uh, Give me up, give me over text. Hit me up over text. Uh, let's go have a, let's go enjoy beer. with we'll talk. I love talking hoops. I love talking hoops. Not even just high school, high school, college, NBA. If you know me, I absolutely love talking hoops. Obviously, as I do this podcast, it's sports is a big part of my life. Basketball, especially, it's my favorite sport by far. I love talking hoops. Good and bad, right? There's good and bad. Look, I, just because I like I, I sit there and say I shouldn't say anything doesn't mean it's bad. Like, right? I just there I have plenty of good things to say, right? I just this is just kind of me. Me talking hoops, what I see, my opinion on certain things, right? And it's not all facts. A lot of my, a lot of it is opinion. Oh, 
I I did it again. Two weeks in a row, I did it again. I wanted to say something earlier, and now I just re- remembered it. So uh, I, I can't believe that I really didn't touch too much on this Tyler Hero thing. So as we know, if you saw the... Um, Dunk contest and everything. Tyler Hero was was there, right? He was supposed to be in the, in the uh, Rising Stars game. He was not, but obviously he still got an invite to go, right? So I got a text from someone. I won't even say who that person is. And like, did you see Tyler Hero's fit? For those of you that don't know, fit is now the new term for all the young people, right? Fit. Did you see his fit? I, I, I swear to God, I, I, every time I do this podcast and I talk about something like this, I feel a year or two older every time. Did you see Tyler Hero's fit? And I wrote back, Nope, and I don't care, because I didn't even want to. I didn't. Ha- I didn't want it to ruin my Saturday night. And uh, <laughs> the text said, "Do you want me to tell you what he's wearing?" And I didn't respond. And then the text said, "He looks like a younger brother whose mom made his older brother <laughs> bring him along." And <laughs> I-, I laughed a little bit at the moment. And then I saw Tyler Hero at the Rising Stars game, and I thought to myself, "That is the most spot on." description of what Tyler Hero looked like at the Rising Stars or at the uh, dunk contest and three-point shootout night. That, that, is, that is perfect. That, so kudos to you who sent that to me. Uh, I, will not, I, I will mention you next pod if you really want the credit. I just don't know if you do. And I'm, I'm all about protecting people on this podcast. All about protecting people. Um, so anyways, I did not see Tyler Hero's fit until later Saturday. And yeah, yeah, it's it. Are we surprised at this point at, at anything? Are, are we really? We're not. I mean, we're just not. And I don't. I don't want to spend any more time on it. I've already spent too much on his outfit. That okay. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I can't do it anymore. All right, that is going to be over and back for. Uh, I was going to say for the week, but I don't do it weekly, so I can't say for the week. Second one, this was the second one in February. I'm I'm ahead of where I was was before. But as I always say, hopefully we'll get some, uh, I'll get, uh, I'll try to get this in at least a week every every other week. We got NBA playoffs coming up soon. Obviously, it's going to be regular seasons finishing off. And then we got March Madness coming up. So we will definitely, definitely, definitely talk more before, um, before the tournament and before the NBA season comes to an end. Everyone keep an eye on Zion. As always, thanks for listening. Follow me on Twitter, at Spread and Bread. This has been Over and Back.